0: Mm-hmm.
1: In Depth Radio presents What the Fatah with Tarek Fatah on News Talk 1010.
0: Hello there. Hmm. Yep. I got the time. Okay. Welcome to What the Fatah. Tarek Fatah is not in today. My name is Charlie Hebdo, and this is my way of saying to all of you that we should all be Charlie Hebdo because if we are not, that we are not unworthy. We're not worthy of the society that we inherit and the 400 years of sacrifices that have gone into allowing us to express our views, to talk on News Talk 1010 without a military marshal or a church representative or a mullah telling me what to say. I don't have a boss. I don't have someone, my boss, I mean nobody telling me how to express my view. This is the epitome of freedom This is what makes us who we are, the freedom to say something on air without the fear of being arrested once you leave this. This is not Latin America. This is not China. This is not Saudi Arabia. This is not Iran. And this is certainly not the Islamic State. And that is why I am Charlie Hebdo. What a week. And imagine the pain if one was a Muslim who was opposed to these guys, someone who has fought these extremists for most of the last 50 years of my life. And to see how things have unfolded, and how this pain has been inflicted in the name of Islam on a Jewish community. That is only 15 million people. A billion and a half Muslims need to carry guns to shoot down Jews in a supermarket that employs Muslims. And hats off to that guy. I forget his name. The uh, African-French Muslim guy who saved the lives of 15 Jews. What a great uh, symbol of fraternity, liberty, solidarity especially solidarity. A Frenchman saves 15 other French men and women irrespective of their faith. That is what secularism is about. That is what separation of religion and state. That is why when punks like these Ottawa twins get arrested, my question is, who converted them to Islam? Because therein lies the real culprits. We know about these two twins. Obviously, two twins, can't be three twins, they're two twins. The twins that get arrested, one of them trying to leave the country, Canada, to go overseas and commit acts of terror. Who are these losers and what did they not get from their parents? The good life in this beautiful land of ours that forced them to abandon and become traitors to their own land and go overseas to fight. But I was heartened today by one man of whom I have great expectations. I'm often critical of him, but that's Amir John Turry. I just heard his speech at City Hall, and he said something incredibly poignant. He said the past what is required of us is insignificant compared to what was expected of previous generations, a fathers, a grandfathers, and a grandmothers, who fought in the First and the Second World War, specifically in the Second World War. Tens of thousands of Canadians died so that we could speak in freedom and not be scared of the furor. And that's what John Tory said to the crowd at Nathan Phillips Square. Hats off to you, Mayor, Your Worship. You really carried the day today. That speech was inspiring. It held the crowd together. And compared to that, I noticed that the Premier of the province, Kathleen Wynne, well, she decided to go to an Islamic center today and talk about Roads and bridges and reaching out to communities. Her New Year's levy. Didn't she know that an entire world has come apart? That three million people in Paris, including hundreds, maybe possibly thousands of Canadians who live there, including our Minister of Security Affairs was there. Not a word by the Premier. She was in election mode. But she's already got a majority. Why couldn't she use this opportunity to talk about something that is so fundamental to Western civilization? It had to, she had to say something, but obviously she was in the Noor Islamic cultural center. And she talked about uh, people who died in 2014, talked about someone who had passed away She didn't mention the fact that there are 17 people dead in Paris. She didn't talk anything about Charlie Hebdo. I was hoping there would be a button somewhere she would be wearing saying, I am Charlie, just read Charlie Hebdo. No, cut off from reality, surrounded by advisers, consultants. So it was a bit depressing to hear the Premier's speech as compared to the mere who spoke from prepared notes, but it, it clearly sounded as if he was speaking from his heart. And I, I, I think more and more people will come to the realization that what Prime Minister Harper said two years ago, that we have a fight against the real war of Western civilization is against Islamism, more people will come to that realization not the formula offered by Barack Obama, which made sure that even the New York police that was tracking terrorists, that entire unit was dissolved because it offended. I just want people to get offended. Please get offended. Because if you kill cartoonists and you're offended, I think you deserve to be offended. Isn't it true? Well, I got somebody from... Nathan Phillips Square, just a second. Hi there, Kazim.
2: Hi, Tariq, Hi, this is Kazim from yes. uh, Nathan Phillips Square. I'm listening to your show live from uh, so, the place uh, where we are we're, uh, we're commemorating the uh, victims of Paris attack. Um, I listened to the mere uh, speech and it was a very balanced speech, but the, the one thing that was missing in the speech is uh, openly condemning the mindset that is Islamist, jihadist mindset behind these attacks, whether uh, the attacks is in Peshawar, Pakistan, or the attack in Paris, France. So I think that he should have said openly and condemned the mindset uh, that is involved in the terrorist uh, activities all across the world.
0: Uh, how many people were there, Kasim? How,
2: how, uh, uh, I must say it was a, uh, a decent gathering, uh, but there everybody uh, was totally involved in the in the event, and it wasn't a really you can say a, a big gathering, but it was a decent gathering, and people came up uh, came out here with their families, with their children, and
0: uh, did you see any signs saying uh, "just Charlie Hebdo"? Uh,
2: there were, yeah. There, there were there, there were quite a uh, lot of uh, people who have uh, holding up some play cards, but there were most of the people were holding uh, pens and their pencils to show the solid solidarity and show their defiance.
0: Defined, uh, what made you, uh, what made you go over there? Because I didn't know this gathering was being even staged. How did you find out? Uh, I found this
2: uh, event uh, on my, on a Facebook page. And I'm a freelance journalist, and I said uh, that yeah, this is uh, an opportunity to show my solidarity and and to stand with the freedom of speech and freedom of. Expression. And
0: where uh, I'm uh, sorry to ask, but where, where, where do you write? Where are your writings or your reports published?
2: I, I'm a freelance journalist, and uh, most of my work uh, has been published uh, in CBC and also in Toronto Star and other uh, local and international newspapers.
0: Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for sharing your thoughts. Yeah. I'm I'm sure somebody will uh, take this to the mayor and uh, let him know uh, that yeah. even though uh, the speech was pretty good, there was others yeah. who wanted to be more specific. Thanks a lot. Well, we can't please everyone, but I do think that the mayor did go as far as he could because after all, uh, one has to keep a balance and not uh, cause concern. There, there are enough uh, uh, what I would call xenophobic uh, anti-immigrant types who would use this equation to start rumbling about, oh, these immigrants, oh, these immigrants. I didn't see any one from Vietnam or Brazil or, you know, even China try to do anything wrong to this country. So, we come in all shapes and sizes, but it is our values that keep us in place. We'll take a break right now. When we come back, we'll talk about someone who on Friday prayed for the defeat of non-Muslims in this country.
1: What the Fatah with Tarek Fatah on News Talk 1010.
0: Welcome back. My name is Charlie Hebdo, at least for the day, or perhaps for the rest of my life. You never know when it might end, by the way, because on Friday evening I got a rather pleasant phone call. Uh, was it Friday? Yes, it was. Uh, from a gentleman with a pronounced East African accent who said, uh, We have given you, we as in us, you know, as in the caliphate, have given you. A lot of leeway and your time is up. First, I thought it was sort of a joke, you know, sometimes friends put on that, but then I realized this guy is serious, and he started talking about how he would teach me a lesson for going after his Nabi, which is the Arabic for Prophet Muhammad, and that because I had, um, you know, posted pictures of the Charlie Hebdo cartoons. Not only that, it's all of them on my website, which you can see, by the way. Uh, If you wish to go to hell, tune in, blog in, tarikfata.com, everything that you ever wanted to see about blasphemy, apostasy, and paradise refused. You will find it over there. So the fellow calls me, gives me a threat. I actually suggested to him... That he might want to see a psychiatrist because obviously he had some, you know, uh, permit me to say, sort of sexual deficiencies that he wanted to overcome with make believe AK 47s and phone calls of threatening guttural accents. Uh, suffice to say, he hung up. I didn't. I told him we could meet at a Tim Hortons. Um, gave him even the location, but he wanted to know my home address. Then I get a call that looks appears to be a call coming from a one eight hundred number, and the fellow says, "This is Bell Canada, and we would like to talk to Mr. Fatah." I said, "Yes, this is me." He says, uh, "To confirm that it is you, could you give me, give us your home address?" <laughs> I said, yeah, me no speak the English, but plenty smart. <laughs> and I hung up. But the point being, who are these punks who think they have the right to bully others or to threaten them with death? And I tell you, it does have a chilling effect because the next, uh, the same day, uh, I think it was Thursday night, Friday, on the day of a Friday congregation, I. And a few friends, about a dozen of us, said we will go in front of the downtown Toronto mosque and hold up signs saying "Yes, we," Charlie Bedou, or "I am Charlie Bedou," and with uh, and by the way, of the dozen people, <laughs> eight crapped in their pants, some didn't, some made excuses. It's a very bad storm. It's too far from Richmond Hill, anyway. Everybody ducked. Three were left. We did there. We went in front of the mosque, stood there for a little while. And after getting dirty looks from quite a number of people, I did go in and wanted to hear and record what the imam is going to say. Now, here is how he started in English. So he doesn't even need subtitles. Let's let's have a listen. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, He is one and has no partner. And I also bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the servant and messenger of Allah, whom Allah sent with the religion of truth and with guidance, so that this truth and this guidance will become established in the land over all other religions, although the disbelievers hate that. That's the disbelievers. There, Tony, you hate it. Mike, you too. You just hate me because my religion is going to rule all. Can you believe it? This is the Friday congregation on a day when fellow Muslims have murdered four Jews two days after 12 have been massacred in the Charlie Hebdo offices and a downtown imam in english is telling the congregation that the religion islam is there to finish all of the religions (laughs) and that is why the disbelievers hate us (laughs) nothing else we spread such good vibes they just hate us the rest of the uh the sermon is there on my website It's translated a bit because much of it was Arabic, but suffice to say, it ended by a prayer to Allah, asking (laughs) for Allah to give victory of Muslims over non-Muslims. This is in Toronto, two days after the massacre, in the city where so many Muslims have found refuge, where Canada has opened its doors, A guy in downtown Toronto mosque, an immigrant, comes in and starts praying for the defeat of non-Muslims, and then he said, no, this is not about Christians, it's about Hindus. Oh, no, not about Hindus, it's about atheists. Even if it is atheists, why are you asking for victory over them? You better learn how to invent or create a bicycle or a pin so that we can get ahead with the Industrial Revolution. No, I won't. Ahmed, the dead terrorist. Let me go to George in Hamilton. George, go ahead. Yeah, I just uh, would like to say that we are dealing here
3: with the section of the Islam, the radical part of the Islam. And we cannot put the equalization between Islam and religion and the section or extreme reading of Islam. I'm a Christian and I came to Canada 20 years ago, and I was involved in a war, civil war, that involved Christians and Muslims, and I left so many Muslim friends down there in disbelief what's going on. I'm not saying who was guilty, who wasn't guilty. What's going on right now, we have to n- make public aware that in Islam you have Shia Muslims, you have Sunni Muslims, you have a clear. Ideology. You have ideology that's uh, basically supported by Al-Qaeda and by ISIS, and 90% of the Muslim world has nothing to do with it. So people have to be aware to distinguish those
0: two sides of the coin. Very well said, George. Are you from Lebanon?
3: No, no, no. I'm from Serbia.
0: Oh, from oh, oh, the, oh, okay. So you saw, oh. My, I, I, I I saw civil war Yes, firsthand.
3: I'm in a medical profession. I saw how things are unfolding. I saw how religion can be nasty and how people sometimes, people as the people, primitive people, unfortunately, can be straight to believe in something that has nothing common with the common sense. And I saw it firsthand.
0: Well, thank you and very that, much, uh, George, for sharing your wisdom with us. I wish more people would think that rationally. But my feeling is that there are too many folks who think with the religiosity embedded in their mind, not reason or rationalism? Let's take a call from Al Noor. Al Noor, you there? Hey. Hi, Tarek.
1: How are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? I'm doing fine, Tarek. I, I just wanted to say that, um, you know, what happened in Paris was definitely tragic, and it's nothing that anyone supports. But in order for me to condemn it, I don't think I have to say I am Charlie. Um, I believe that in the West, especially, Christians, Muslims, all of those who believe in any kind of God, we've allowed that uh, freedom of speech to somewhat desecrate what we Why? Is sacred. Why? Um, what I, is I so... Uh, freedom of speech is great, but I don't... I well, also think that, you know what... There's have, no
0: button. in freedom, freedom of speech.
1: nothing wrong with it.
0: No, there's no button. in v- freedom of speech. I'm sorry, no, al
1: Actually, no, hate speech is not allowed right yeah, now. Yeah, but what's there's the but hate? Right
0: what is the hate if, in Charlie Hebdo's cartoons?
1: Well, I, I would take offense, and I've seen some of his cartons, not all of them. Sure. Uh, actually, one of them I found kind of entertaining, but I, I believe that, you know what, if, if we as Muslims uh, don't want the prophet portrayed in any way, then what's wrong with somebody? Why
0: should, here's that? the point. Alnur, I understand. So right. you sh- if, you, if you and I are not required to do that, all our right. job is not to do it. Why would we ask somebody else not to do it? Why does he care? Or she well, care.
1: Because the world is getting smaller. Now, 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 now. Other, right? I mean,
0: no, seriously. Al-Noor, no, for it. heaven's sake, we killed the prophet's family, Muslims. And we are talking about getting offended that Christians drew a cartoon? Well,
1: yeah, no, okay, first of all.
0: His was grandson thinking. was I slaughtered.
1: And, and secondly, you know what, the other thing that offends me also is we can call these people that that, that committees
0: these that talking. i got to take a break. Hang on there but, if you want to come back, but I have to because my salary might be cut off. Is it? Oh, we'll come back after one thirty.
2: What a
1: Fatah with Tarek Fatah. News Talk Ten Ten.
0: Yeah, for the day I'm Charlie Hebdo. Tariq Fatha will be here next week. Stalking to uh, Al Noor from Toronto. Uh, if you are still there, Al Noor, I would uh, I, go ahead explain uh, your your position because uh, l- l- if you permit me, I can. Uh, my my perspective on this is that as Muslims, we are. I I agree with you we are not permitted to draw uh, sketches of uh, Prophet Muhammad even though for hundreds of years, the Persians and the Turks and central Asians have drawn beautiful imagery of Prophet Muhammad. But why would this be a problem if a non-Muslim drew it?
1: Hey Tarek, um, like I said, it's, it's, the only thing is, I'm just looking at it a point of view from a, a matter of respect. Um, and I said, I, it's not just the Prophet. I wouldn't want to desecrate the image of, of Jesus or Moses or Ram or Krishna or any of these. Uh, <coughs> um, I don't know how you want
0: to refer to all yeah, of them. Yeah, but... I, I, but that's nice of you. But No, no...
1: But we live in a society that's increasingly atheistic, right?
0: Yes, and it's I a post-religious society. Yeah,
1: Right, and as, as, a, as people of religion, right, we shouldn't be allowed to have our point of view as well. And all I'm saying is that's my point of view. That's why I would not proclaim that I just suis Charlie, right? Okay, thank you. But that well, that's... Mean I don't condemn what happened. In no, Texas. no, of
0: course not. Of course right. not. I mean, I, I know where you're coming from. A lot of very reasonable people feel their way. There's a sense of agreement within the community uh, that feels... But I, 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 I suggest to many of you to reflect and hold back, detach yourself, and see there must be a reason... That our actions are causing cartoonists to put us in such terrible light. So anyway, I have to take well, it's another question. all co- of us It's not all of us. It's, it's, it's obviously it's a handful. Of yeah, us, but that, but but, Pondus, but that's right? the that's and- that's the people who've done it. Look at exactly look at the whole notion of hijab. I grew up. I never knew the word. I never saw anyone in Egypt, Pakistan, or Afghanistan cover their heads. Today in Cabbage Town. There is like 10% of the population is wrapped up all over in the name of Islam. And it's yeah. got and nothing and to do with
1: Islam. Look at the word jihad. It is, it's meant to be struggle. I, I'm in the jihad every day, but I'm struggling against my own Yeah, but, but that's You know been, what I mean? That, that, I know that that. Has been, it's been co-opted to mean something totally different. Okay,
0: let me go to someone else. Okay, you take care. I have Lucien from Newmarket. Yes.
4: Uh, my name is Lucien. Hi, Lucien, yes. I'm a French citizen, uh, born and raised in in France, just outside Paris. Okay. And I've been here in Canada now for over 20 years. And I have to tell you, last past week's been extremely emotional and, and very difficult to, um, to 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 live through what just took place. Um, I just want to mention those cartoonists; um, they had nothing to do. They just exercised the right that our, my ancestor fought uh, to have the right of speech, and they just did. What they believe
0: and I I, I can empathize with you, Lucien, and I can share with you that my grandmother is also French, so I'm one of those few Indo-French people. But uh, my grandfather uh, fought with in the French forces in the First World War, uh, brought my French grandmother back to Bombay, and uh, uh, I am a very strong believer in uh, the symbols of the French Revolution. And I believe that Quebec, there is that mode in Quebec as well, and I wish English Canada would embrace it with her. But thank you for sharing your thoughts with you. Stay calm and be good. Okay, Lucien. And then we have, uh, is it Jim? Jim, yes, is it? Yes, Oh, go ahead.
3: First, I want to say, I have turn this one and respect for you. And I really admire your, the work of your daughter on CBC. Oh, God, thank you. However, what I want to say is yes. there's all these uh, huge demonstrations in France. Yes. Today, especially.
0: About 3 million, they say.
3: And um, what is the um, Islamic response?
0: Uh, let me assure you something. 60 to 70 percent of French Muslims have not been to a mosque in the last one year. (laughs) Just like Christians. I'm serious. I believe you. The burqa ban in France came as a result of Muslim French cabinet ministers in President Sarkozy's cabinet. So, I'll tell you one thing. From the African immigrant who saved 15 Jewish lives to the four cabinet ministers who brought on the burqa ban, I think some of my Muzi colleagues are carrying a pretty big Burden and delivering the punch. And I'll tell you another thing. There is no harsher critic of the jihadis than some of the Muslims in Toronto. Agree? I agree. Oh, God. We're on the same page. Thank you very much. Thank you, (laughs) Jim. Okay, I need to take one more call. If I can sneak it in. Yes, certainly. So we are going to... Is it Scott? No. I miss Scott. Scott, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, Scott. How can how you, I help you? How are you doing? Well, it's
4: Scott in Scarborough. Okay. So i talked to you before. I'm, I'm the blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy off the beaches of Southern California. Oh. Married a girl from Pakistan. My last goodness. Time I talked to you, I was supposed to contact you off the air, and we were going to have this amazing Western Eastern feast.
0: <laughs> yes. I'm still waiting for it.
4: <laughs> yes. Uh, I know. And it's my fault it didn't happen. Okay. You know, I've taken your message up and down the dial on the various talk shows. Mm-hmm. I've used your name and this station's name and they've let it go through. They didn't bleep me out. And you know what? They don't want to listen. They don't want to hear. And in fact they try to put words in my mouth and suddenly I'm some type of a racist. Now excuse me, but the word Muslim is still a religion. It's not a race. And they want to They they say, well, oh, you want all Muslims to you know, die or something, and and no, that's not what I'm saying, and that's not what you're saying, and the point is, I, I don't know what's broken, but something is broken.
0: There Nobody is. Nobody wants
4: to hear your message.
0: Okay, here's what's happening. I think, uh, my this is my feeling. I'm not a psychiatrist, psychologist, or sociologist. I'm just a, a journalist. Uh, You just play one on the radio. Uh, Just a joke. Just a joke. Okay. Uh, Most Muslims, when they sit in a room, like your wife and she looks around, they can't see... She's Catholic. She's Catholic. Okay. (laughs) She's Catholic, okay. Muslims can't see anything around them that they have invented or was a basis of their creation. For 500 years, the Muslim world has not come up with anything, a pin, a shoe, a hat, a solar hat, a pencil, nothing. We are stagnant since the day the Mongols destroyed Baghdad. Now, few Muslims understand that. They believe that their team, Canada, or like Maple Leafs, is under attack. They need to be on the defensive, and they make things worse for them. Unless they're willing to what is, I can't say that on air, shut the, you know, for say 25 years, and sit back and say, something's rotten in the kingdom of Islamdom, right? That's the only way out, but they're not willing to listen. And the more they stop listening, the more they pay a price. And Scott, until and unless they do that, until they come out on the street and say, there is a woman in Pakistan who's been in jail six years for the simple reason that she is a poor, dark-skinned Christian woman. Asya Bibi is her name. I haven't seen a single Canadian Muslim come out and say, I want to get her out of jail free. Well, how do you expect other peoples to respect us when we are imprisoning poor people and releasing the terrorists? So, but anyway. I, I agree with you. I mean, she, and she's not
4: the only one Another big problem. Uh, my brother-in-law, Brenda's brother, my wife. Yep. My brother-in-law is still over there, and he tells us how the new thing is: the if they want your house, they yes. just ta- say to the authorities, "You blaspheme yes, 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 the Quran." Yes, yes, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
4: You're taken away as a as a Christian or a Catholic, and then the neighbors move into your house.
0: But but still, I'll tell you something. For every uh, well, these words can't be used on radio. It's so unfair. <laughs> anyway, for I every, I every twit, let me say, there are a dozen decent people like the guy in Paris who saved Jewish lives. I'm assuring you. Pick up my book, The Jew Is Not My Enemy, from your library. Don't buy it. Pick it up, and you'll find out that in the 60s, we even had an award-winning movie in Pakistan called The Daughter of the Jew which was a positive depiction of the Jewish people. And most Christians were seen as refined, educated, and enlightened. And today it's turned around. Why? Because America wants Saudi money for their consultancy and cheap oil, and we're paying a very heavy price. But thank goodness we have Stephen Harper over here. But thank you, Scott. I've taken too much of your time. No, thank you. You take care. Oh, Scott from Scarborough, he had promised me biryani and never, ever offered it to me. I I got a few messages here. Tarek, is this? Okay, I should read the positives one. Tarek, you are one of the bravest journalists I've ever heard. Keep up the good work. Many thanks. Many thanks. Another Charlie. Oh, thank you, Charlie. Canada has lost her way. We don't stand with Charlie. Capital letters. In this country, I'm ashamed to say we prosecute cartoon publishers, the only Western country in the world to do that? We gave up our freedom? Really? I don't think so. It's a call from London. But I, is that true that we, are, we 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 treat people harshly? No, I don't think so. I think Canada is fine. Another call uh, from uh, Toronto. Hi, Tarek. I take it that you have reported this threat to the police. Yes, I have. I find your attitude about Charlie Hebdo versus Stam radical, somewhat flippant. Oh, no, that's just me. I'm 65. I get senior moments, so I say silly things. But that's okay. You have to take all threats seriously. I survived cancer, comrade. What are they going to do? Kill me? The doctor that said I had three months to live. Oh, four years ago. But anyway, I'm a Muslim too. I believe that life is in God's hands. So he will protect it as much as he took out those nut bars. The time. Oh, we have to take a break. When we come back, we'll talk to A Trip to India. By who else than Amanda? Capito! Hang on there.
1: Vita, on
0: News uh-huh, Talk Now that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> oh, I should be speaking in English. Oh, too many languages to deal. Uh, this uh, th- this music should piss off a whole lot of jihadis. Why? Because it only comes from people who are dark skinned, and we are the daisies. Anyway, Charlie Hebdo here again. Uh, let me read a couple of messages, and then we go to Amanda Capito's new role. A Newstalk 1010, not as a newscaster, but as the ambassador of India to Canada. She is being considered. Anyway, the message here is, just a second. Oh, stay alive. Uh, yeah, stay alive. We need you. What a sad state of affairs. No, no, I'm alive. Don't worry about that. Uh, sorry, my phone got cut out while I was waiting to ask Tariq these questions. Why are Muslims and so many of its leaders so insecure that they must defend their prophet with violence. If Allah is so powerful, why does he and his prophet require so much earthly defense uh, sue from the beaches in Toronto? Sue, uh, partly true that there is a sense of insecurity. Anyone would have a sense of insecurity if they had very few accomplishments in life. You never uh, see a philosopher trying to overdress themselves Uh, with expensive suits, they're confident in who they are. Uh, You'll see sometimes, uh, I've seen politicians, statesmen-like people wearing two different socks on the same day. They really don't care how they look. But that comes when you have accomplished something. As a community, the Muslims in particular have produced a number, a number of startling, wonderful, amazing killers and dictators The last 500 years, we didn't have any philosophers, any Dalai Lamas. We haven't got anyone compared to, say, even the founder of Microsoft giving away money. Everyone who has money in the Muslim world is an, I can't even see, there's a whole problem of communication. But to come back, the point is, we will have to reset everything at zero and start from there. And I'll tell you, Sue, you'll have to live with us because we're a billion and a half strong and we're not going anywhere soon. So bear with us, help us correct ourselves, stand up straight, look in the mirror and not be scared of what we see over there. Right? Okay, that's a Another if this paid agent a Muslim, then I am the president in the US. That's a message for me. Oh, I'm so touched by your generosity. Okay, enough of Muslim things. With me in New 1010, special guest Amanda Capido. Welcome to What the Fatah.
5: Thank you for having me.
0: You were recently in my homeland.
5: India, yes. Aha.
0: So. Are you on air right I'm now? I'm on air. Oh, you're on air. Now, <laughs> what took you to that?
5: I was invited to a Punjabi wedding. Oh. So it was a five-day affair okay. in Patiala.
0: Patiala. Oh, do you know that's a princely state? Yes. It could have been a country one day, but, you know, <laughs> the Indians took over all the princely states. And... How did you end up? you got a friend over here in yes. Toronto who's getting married? Up. So
5: she was, I was a friend I went to school with. So we've been friends for quite a while. And it was actually her brother that was getting married. Ah. So I was her honorary guest.
0: Oh, my God. And, this is what happens when you <laughs> let these immigrants in. The, t- the kidnapper girl. Okay.
5: I know, I almost stayed there. It was amazing. It was okay. So not only was, you know, when I thought of India, I was really thinking of it as a, a place to, you know, be enriched with its history and go to see its monuments. But half of my trip, five days of my trip, was spent actually listening to this song on repeat. Really? Uh, I, <laughs> okay. This is called Petja La Peg. Petiala Peg. And, oh, oh, sing along. I, you I know not the... Really no actual words, but. Okay, go ahead. Let's <laughs> give, give <laughs> it back. Peg". Du, 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 du. Wait, du, du. there's a big, there's a big lead up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the biggest. In India, well, especially okay. Patiala right now. So Pachita! Oh! And then everyone jumps. <laughs> 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 and just played done. played every 10 minutes at the wedding. Oh my god. They're so honored to have a song after Patiala. And Patiala Peg, for those of you who don't know, is a giant drink. It's like a triple shot, from what I understand. Yeah, but,
0: but made by the British Army officers.
5: Oh, was it? I didn't even know that.
0: Yes, yeah. this is where they were stationed. And the Royal Army in the early 1900s uh, were at the guests of the uh, the big Kahuna at Patiala, yeah. And uh, at the general headquarters of the armies, they, this is the drink they would have after a long hot day.
5: Ah, uh, so and, I asked for this drink. I yeah. said, "Can I have it?" Oh, <laughs> they all did laughed you?
0: At me. No. no, you <laughs> no. can't have a Patiala pig. <laughs> but, That's like putting three drinks into one. Yes. And
5: when you authorize, uh, have just one. So. Every day, new clothes. Yes, I had a sorry for every day. Some days I had more than one outfit. What do you mean? They well, because they made me change halfway through the day. Like if the ceremony was in the morning, I wore one outfit, and then I would change to something a little glitzier for the nighttime parties. Oh
0: my god. Yeah.
5: So the day of the Sangeet, San- I had oh. look. I know my terms. So that was day two of our yeah, parties. Right. And The day I was dressed in a more of a uh, you know an appropriate outfit for for the ceremony because we were we were reading out of the uh, we had some Sikh leaders come yes. in and read, and then at night from I, the
0: Guru Granth. Yes. Yes. And then at okay. night, I
5: was in a little bit more of a of a glitzier outfit for the for the party for oh, the dancing.
0: Oh my! God. You covered your hair. I Had to
5: cover my hair.
0: Oh. Yeah, but it was oh, okay. it was That's, nice. And it's it was, beautiful.
5: It's beautiful, and it's so colorful. Did you
0: go to Amritsar?
5: yes i went to golden temple oh my god they got you
0: there and
5: i ate the meal long line it was a long line well i didn't go into the temple because it was a very long line but i went to i eat the meal with everyone so they're all yeah it's amazing it's eh? called langar
0: langar which means and this by the way throughout the world yeah you go to a sikh temple and you get free food.
5: Yes, because everyone's supposed to be united and one and fed and happy and healthy, which was really beautiful. So it was people of all parts of India. There's, you know, tourists coming in, sitting down on the floor, kind of in a long haul style, and we're all fed this brilliant meal. Amazing, eh? It was delicious and it was wonderful.
0: Okay. So were people hitting on you?
5: You know, I had, I had some really great people looking over me.
0: <laughs> so I <laughs> what? think... What do you mean looking... <laughs>
5: I had my friend's dad watching over me. Oh my god! Me. So he... he was he was making sure I was safe, and I also had some wonderful. What do you mean safe? Well, I mean he was he was. I actually felt safe in India. Okay, I did. Of course, you were safe. I did, and I had some really wonderful drivers who took me around to all of the monuments that I wanted to see. After, and all of them were extremely respect respectful to me. Yeah, wonderful, yeah. had watched out for me and kind of oh. led me in the right direction. So I was I was great. I had a great no, time. Nobody
0: said, "Can you take me to Canada, please?" <laughs>
5: <laughs> they were just inviting me back. They said, "When are you coming back again?" I'm like, "Hey, I'm oh. here right now." But they just were so welcoming. Everyone was so proud. You of go their to country. Delhi as well. I went to Delhi as well. Red Fort. Red Fort. I saw <gasps> the light show, like oh, you said. Oh
0: my God! Yep.
5: Right, uh, and I saw India Gate. Um, I went to. Did you go to the
0: old city? The narrow streets.
5: I went to. They... Um, I went to Old Delhi. Yes. Just for um, because that was where Old Fort. That's where Red Fort is, yes, right? Yes. It's Old a, Delhi. A cross, so I crossed. Yeah. So I kind of walked around, and I actually went to uh, my my cultural moment was going to a McDonald's in India <laughs> because there's McPaneer. I know. There's a McVeggie. <laughs> there's these great items. McMutton. Or yes. Something. <laughs> yes. I wanted to try it all. Yeah, there's no beef there. <laughs> there's eh? no beef, right? So oh. their whole menu is chicken.
0: god! Imagine paneer. if you'd gone there. Could I have a beef burger, please? Oh, oh
5: please! Yeah. Oh my
0: god! Okay. So it was very.
5: That was an interesting, you know, moment too. You didn't
0: go to the Taj Mahal. I of
5: course I went to the Taj Mahal. You went to the Taj. I went to Agra.
0: Oh my god.
5: And it was the most stunning thing. It blew my mind. I had such high expectations. But you had to pay four
0: times more.
5: Yeah, they everything. Even the, I went to the zoo and I had to pay four times because more. Because you're yeah. a foreigner. It literally lists it, says <laughs> like foreigners and yeah. it's, it's so I, quadruple I just, the price. Everything. I just
0: sneaked in. I said, "Do I look like
5: foreigner to you?" <laughs> I stood out my uh oh, my pasty white oh skin. Oh my
0: god. Called I I'm so glad. Yeah. So What do you suggest to people who wish to go to India?
5: I would recommend it. I thought it was wonderful. I think I booked all my tours once I was there. So I I was with my friend for five days. And the rest of the time I was just out of a hotel. I booked all my day trips through the hotel. Ah. They were so wonderful. They recommended things for me. And uh, I thought it was great. Did you go to the India-Pakistan border? No, oh, that, I, that <laughs> I avoided. <laughs> that
0: is an incredible spectacle. I know. In the evening of two, when they shut down the border in the evening, yeah. there's a ceremony of the two militaries.
5: I've heard about this. It is
0: just like goose-stepping uh, fascist uh, stormtroopers <laughs> you know, pumping around. Yeah. But thank you so much for sharing this with us. Yes, it was and wonderful. I thank hope... you
5: for your recommendations. No, you I... coached me before I left. No, No, no so... not at all.
0: <laughs> I'm going there perhaps maybe in early February. Uh, I don't know yet, but maybe for three months. Oh, wow. To write my next book, The Hindu is Not My Enemy.
5: Oh, so maybe I'll come visit you. Oh, please do. And <laughs> I'll be
0: near the Nepalese border somewhere.
5: Beautiful. Really.
0: Yeah. And I intend this time to take a train right from the north to the southern tip. They How say long does that take you? That's 36 huge. hours.
5: 36 hours.
0: 36 hours. And wow. I, this time I'll be a foreigner,
5: which oh. means you
0: get the better you know, seats. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> but pay that, quadruple the price. <laughs> I know. Why not? Why
0: not? Why not? Okay. That was Amanda Capito, India's next, oh, sorry, uh, India's next ambassador to Canada. Uh, Ministry of Foreign Affairs is dealing with the papers right now. And if you don't hear her reading the news in the near future, she will be known as Her Excellency. But anyway, wonderful. Okay. Another text message. Don't forget. The M.C. Maharaja Tariq. Now, I know what is M.C. (laughs) What can I say? People just love me. The abusive language is so good. My niece went to India two years ago and was overcome by the horrible smell. Oh, you had to say that. Oh. Anyway, on that nasty note, I want to thank my infidel brothers, Mike and Tony. Thou shalt save me when they come after me. And I will be here next week, back from being Charlie to Tariq Fatah. Take care. Khuda hafiz.